No, no, no. You need to what go. What is he doing with him? I'm as baffled by this conflicting evidence as you are. Did you kill my son, Terry? Look at me! Terry murdered a child. Everything he does after that is like he's begging us to catch him. What kind of criminal does that? He didn't do it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing Season 1, Episode 10, Season Finale of The Outsider. This episode is directed by Andrew Bernstein, uh, written by Stephen King, based on the novel, and uh, we have Richard Price returning on the screenplay as well so one thing i've noticed over the past couple episodes you'll notice that we haven't had a a review since about episode four i believe i'd say the first half of this season was a lot stronger in my opinion um it was the introduction the first two episodes were the setup of the Terry Maitland story, but it's really Cynthia Erivo as Holly Gibney. This is her story. This really is episodes two through ten were pretty much uh, majority her story. And granted, I don't think. Oh, sorry, I said two through ten. I think I don't even think she comes into like the third episode. Um, but she is one of the most fascinating characters on screen. And just like the rest of the gang, I would say the, the majority of the cast did a knockout standout job. Now, that's like saying, you know, a, you know, a, a good actor did an amazing job. Well, these are all uh, sorry. A veteran actor did a good job. It's like, well, you expect you expect a veteran actor, veteran actor to do a good job. So, um, you know, Ben Mendelsohn, Cynthia Erivo, Bill Camp. Uh, even Jeremy Bob, character actors like Jeremy Bob, I mean, they play such naturalistic characters, it feels almost effortless for them to be in this, which makes it a little bit more difficult for me to say that I had slightly more gripes with this finale than I was hoping. I'd say 90% of the entire series um, I'm gonna do talk talk about all of this series and spoilers of uh, this episode as well. So if you haven't seen it, uh, please go back and uh, either watch it or um, get refreshed in some way. And by the way, uh, there is a post credit scene after the credits, so be sure to go back and check that. Originally, when I was watching it, I did not see the credit scene, and I had a podcast say. Uh, give me the heads up. So I wanted to do the same for everybody else. Um, so this episode, well, let me do a, a quick summary of the season. A summary of the season is this is an amazing looking, uh, an amazing looking uh, piece of television. Uh, the cinematography and the use of a shallow depth of field are very notable. I think the writing started to become a little sloppy around episodes four or five. As a matter of fact, I went back and looked. We lost Richard Price after uh, episode four. So to break it down, Richard Price, the creator of um, 
of The Night Of, and he's also a writer on uh, The Deuce and The Wire, uh, among other things. Um, and like I said, The Night Of, one of the better HBO television shows with Bill Camp in it as well. Richard Price created the first and wrote the first four episodes of this series, and then he came back for the last like one or two episodes. I, I believe he might be credited on some of the final episodes, um, but there are additional writers that came in and helped him around five, six, seven, eight. And for me personally, I still think it looks, you know, like a million, but this is one of the better looking, uh, crime drama shows that I can tell was done on a, a moderately lower budget. I, I really could tell that this was using, a, you know, really amazing shallow depth of field and cinema, uh, uh, you know, spicy cinematography but this was done on a lower budget than what most hbo shows are produced for um let's talk about the synopsis real quick the group finds itself in a climactic showdown in their last ditch desperate attempt to root out el cuco now i think it's around the first two episodes are the story of Terry Maitland. The episodes three through five are Holly figuring out who and what El Cuco is. And then episodes six, seven, eight are, um, are, are one of our characters, Jack Hoskins. Um, basically, uh, I don't know over overseeing what's going on and trying to interfere or El Cuco is trying to interfere with the uh with the crimes that are going on and with the case that is trying to be solved and so I definitely feel like there's this really big it, it's definitely a slow burn for the majority of the season but it also left these little breadcrumbs that made you really want to watch the next episode and so it's like oh it's about to be good oh it's about to be good oh it's about to be good and then something would happen like it would it would cut to the screen or it would cut to black or something something would happen and so i felt like this kind of left us hanging in a little bit in a couple areas well, uh, give me your two seconds of what you thought about The Outsider. Season one? Is there going to be a season two? I, I think they set it, they definitely set it up for it. Because I loved it. Oh, you loved it? I loved it. Oh, okay. I did. Um, what do you think about this uh, ending? I think the ending tells me there has to be a season two. I think they definitely set it up to have a season two if they wanted to. Um, my question is, how do you feel about them wrapping up all of the plot lines? You got the lawyer, you got was, Andy, think, you got the I think cops. At, at the end, I got a little confused about how they were going to convince everyone that Terry didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Did they? Or is it like a... I think they convinced everyone. But how? I'm not sure if I... If I enjoyed the fact that they decided to bury it, quote unquote. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about Th that. That's what I thought last night. I kept thinking like, okay, so what next? Like what? I wanted there to be slightly more uh, of a connection with uh, Ben Mendelsohn and him losing his son 
and the connection to El Cuco. And I felt like there was no connection. Even though Wasn't he, there one? Didn't he like change? He try I think he tries to change into his son, but he Ben Mendelssohn sees uh what's his character's name? Um I honestly don't remember anyone's name except for Holly. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like someone everyone was yelling Holly at some point. I feel like she Ralph. was his I feel like Ralph. she was the most captivating character. Yeah, yeah. For me. Yeah. What I basically boiled it down to was the first two episodes are like the prequel to the eight episode story that is Holly's. Mm hmm. Because this movie, this, this, sorry, this miniseries was Holly's. Mm hmm. Um, I had minor gripes with, I thought it was dumb decisions that these characters were making in these last, this last two episodes. Yeah. So. We lost Andy trying to... I gotta get some bars, man. I gotta get some bars. And so he jumps in the middle of gunfire of a sniper. He doesn't know... At that point, they don't know that he's out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he knows he sh they're shooting because what's-his-face oh, already lost, out, blown yeah. his head off. You're right, and he gets out to... He's like, I gotta get some bars. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Hold on, so which one was Andy? Andy was uh, her boyfriend, or... Her mate. Oh um, I didn't want him to die. I kind of, well, I didn't. They, I didn't want Ralph to die. I really didn't care about the lawyer. I didn't care about Alec, Claude, Clyde, and his brother. Yeah. Um, I wanted Holly, the guy that she Aunt, liked, Andy, Andy, and Ralph to make it out. So I knew. I think everyone thought Andy was going to get blown up to smithereens after uh, they had their little episode nine cuddle sesh you know kissing and, and you know that's my girl kind of stuff um it was too cute for them to let him live so Ooh, why is that a thing it's just a trope you know Dang it. uh let me see what else do we have i thought it was unclear in certain cases whether andy was dead or whether howard was dead which was uh the lawyer you remember I kept asking, I was like, is Howard dead? Is Howard dead? Because it never... So, when Andy shot, the camera pulls to the side and almost makes it seem like he has at least 10 seconds to get out of the car. Mm -hmm. And it made it feel like he wasn't immediately dead. Well, he wasn't. Well, we don't know that. I, I don't feel like it should... But that's why the lawyer ran to get him out of the car. Yeah, but I, it felt like Andy needed just... Uh, they should have given one shot to Andy trying to escape the car or something like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that was just me because I felt like that when I was listening to podcasts again and I was listening to how the people were dying, that was a, a big gripe of mine. It They would shoot or seemingly almost kill somebody or what it seemed like to kill somebody, Andy, for this example. The camera would pull away or like with the lawyer when he was going up to pull Andy out of the car, which clearly this is when Andy dies, mm -hmm. but it blows up and the lawyer flies back and I've seen movies where people fly back and they live every time yeah but this was trying to be a little bit more grounded um I felt like it was a little bit sloppy with showing the snake maybe that I I know this is based off a book and maybe the snake is in the book yeah and Holly had some sort of premonition that the snake was going to get him um, she was like, stop, you're wasting your bullets because the snake's got him. And the snake technically didn't get him. And it, I thought it was just unclear. Like, I, It looked like the snake was coming up to him to bite him 
you know, without him knowing, but he turns to the snake and he's like ready for it. Like, would you let a snake, if you're going to get bit by a snake, would you let it bite your face? He wanted to die. <laughs> I know, but it's like, let bite your arm, bite you something. You don't have to like no, bite your face. Bite his face. Why was his face? It, his face was. That was just his body's reaction to the venom. Oh, okay. Everything was messed up. His leg, his arm was swollen. His hands Sir. were swollen. His face was swollen. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. No, I thought he got bit on the face because like he just like stored and he walks down there and he's like, go go kill that fucker or something like that and mm-hmm. blows his he's head like off. he's in there go kill him and did i not call that his head was yeah. going to explode in he some did. sort of fashion you were like his head looks like his head's gonna explode and this was before he was gonna have the gun in his mouth like i yeah. i didn't know what was gonna happen i was just like it literally just looked like <laughs> his head was a balloon and it was gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> it just looked like it needed to pop yeah and they just they they had to fuck uh, Mark Menchaca's face up for the well, entire season. Well, that's what all snake bites look like. Like they need to be pumped. I mean, I just feel bad for this guy that ha- looks like he got the shit like railed out of him for the entire season. Yeah, even yeah. before El Cuco attached to him, he was like shit. <laughs> yeah, he was getting his ass whooped by his ghost mom. Uh, but um, so a couple more sloppy things. I thought the final episode kind of stumbled over it shows two ghostly images of these boys that are just appear in the cave when they're about who to who are those boys exactly so i didn't even think about it at the time one of the boys i think is ralph's son mm-hmm. and there and the other one was um the boy that he shot in the second episode that that killed terry now was it the first boy that that they thought terry killed because remember, we never saw that kid either, did we? That kid was very young. We saw flashbacks oh. of him. Okay. And I think that this boy yeah, was too no, big. Right. This boy was too old. My thing... <clears throat> but why would the vision, Why <clears throat> would me. the visions of them two make him go back and do what he did? I felt like it was not clear about what the visions meant. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. I know, I, like I mean, they, me it meant either. that he was still going to haunt him or something like that. Or that it meant that El Cuco was still alive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I... Um, the more, how- I, the more I think about it, the deaths within the whole series were pissing me off. They didn't piss me off. They were agitating. Remember when we thought Terry was going to die? Or mm-hmm. we didn't know he was dead? And he's just casually dead. It was just unclear. Yeah. And that's what seemed to happen throughout the entire season for me. Yeah. I'm I don't to- know. I felt like I knew Terry was dead. I felt like it was just like, you know, we're sorry for the loss of your husband or something. And, yeah. and that was it. I was like, wait, what? And we never saw the body. We, you know. Yeah. Um I feel like <coughs> I don't understand why the boy that he sh- well, I do. You know how like when El Cuco's face was shifting mm-hmm. and was it when it got to his son's face that he finally bashed it with the rock? <coughs> because you know I couldn't tell who's that, uh excuse me. He had that vision of his son saying, You have to let me go. I don't I don't know who Kuko turned into at the very end. I, it looked like he was trying to, but he transformed to like ten different faces. Well, he trans he he. It showed you the faces of everyone that he <clears throat> killed. Okay. Yeah, like the black guy, the two girls. Um, not the two girls. The uh, the girl that scratched. Holly. All the people that he had. He had attacked. I think so. Or all the people he had, like, scratched or, like, attached to. Mm, okay. The people with the shit on their neck. Yeah. They got a big neck. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay. So, yeah. I thought the initial killing of Kuko, or just the entering of the cave and everything like that, the cave for me felt cheap. Something about... I like the caves. <clears throat> I thought they looked great. I, uh, I felt like... <clears throat> I need a fucking water or something. Jesus. Get some water. Oh, I think I got a big one over here. Pause it. Okay, I think I'm better. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I was <clears throat> dying. So, uh, what were we saying? So, the initial, the all of the cave, it just was a little bit irritating for me. Um, I thought every time someone was, uh, even in episode 9, when they show that family getting trapped in there, mm -hmm. I thought it looked cheap. When they're yelling and then the rocks supposedly fall, it looked too. It, it looked cheap to me. See, I thought the, I thought the cave scenes were good. I thought the acting seemed cliche. I thought it did feel a little bit not. I don't want to say cliche. Not not with the family, but in episode ten, I felt like it just wasn't natural. I wanted I wanted more resolution between all of the. I don't understand the point in the story of the family that got stuck in that cave. Well, that was Clyde and his brothers. Like one set, like family. one person out of that whole group of thirty-something people that got stuck in that cave was their family. One person. They said four. Oh, okay. So four people out of thirty-two. Thirty-two. Well, it's some sort of connection. I, I don't. Like, I, who was he mad at? Who was like? What was the point? Because he told the story. And he said he mentioned something about he took four of my can. So what are you? Who are you pissed off? Who's he? Or I guess they? I, I guess he's talking about Kuko. I don't know if that's who they're referring to. I mean, we we never seen Kuko in that cave <clears throat> during that during that time frame during that story. Yeah, I I think that they're trying to imply that Kuko wasn't there or something like it, that. I don't. It, know. But it, it never did show it. it never they did. it never showed Kuko in that timeline. They could have done something better with that kind of, with that story because if I understand they had because everyone else who knew about all the caves in that little town or whatever were like there's no bear cave and he just so happened to be like yes there is and this is how I know oh yeah yeah I hate and, he's like I know y'all want to know how I and know it's like, we know we that I um, know that we know that I know <laughs> 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 it was like um. All right, man, you want to spit this out because there's like a time frame. Because, but what's irritating with me, or what irritates me, is mm, Kuko was not part of that story. Well, the way the, the reason they were doing that is because they wanted to, to sh you know, shift the viewer. They wanted to kind of trick the viewer because they wanted to make it look like the kids were going to run into El Kuko. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know that El Kuko wasn't, they, we didn't even know those were two separate timelines until like midway so through the So we just episode. needed that story. It was just, you know, to, you know, a red herring. You know, it's just one of those things that make you think that's what was going to happen. Gotcha. Uh, it might might have been nice to see that Kuko was resting up in that uh, cave. When did they even set up that cave? The, the cave had been there since, like, the 40s, I think they said. I know, but there was, like, literally, like, a cot with a blanket and, like, a lamp. Oh, I did you miss episode three and four? No. Oh, okay. Well, there's an episode where, uh, uh, you know, fucked up guy with the neck. Which one? What was his name Jack? Mm -hmm. I, I think his name's Jack. Yeah. Um, he's running around like IKEA or something like that, buying a bunch of lamps and a bunch of like home supplies, oh. and taking it to the forest. Um, I think that's episodes like three or four when there, he's. But so how? What are you plugging the lamp up to? 
I don't know what he. <laughs> I don't. Maybe a generator or some sort. I didn't. I don't know. Okay. There. When you start getting into the logistics of why does the devil thing even need a lamp and does he even need to sleep? Like what does? I don't know. They. When you get down that rabbit hole, it makes things a little bit too difficult. It's like. I didn't like the reason that he said that he chose kids was for the flavor. I wanted, sweeter. yeah, I was like, that's something um, it would say. Yeah. I mean, I wanted something more psychological. My thing is, is you're sitting here freaking out. Like I need to eat. Well, you know, adults have like, would probably sustain you a little better. <laughs> like adults, like, you know, 20 year olds, a big old juicy booty. Is that what you're Yeah. Asking? Like a, you know, a, a big old a plump, 24-year-old. Fat ass, like a volleyball yeah. player that's been playing like, for a while. Like a, just a Thick voluptuous ass. woman who like oh, has been eat, eating clean her entire life would probably sustain you a little bit better because when you eat a shit ton of sugar, you don't hold on to that. So that's why he's always hungry. <laughs> he's always eating kids. Because <laughs> the kids are just full of sugar. He said they're sweet. Oh, well, it makes sense because, I mean, kids eat like 90% sugar. Yeah. So that's why he's always hungry. All right. Well, <laughs> um, let's talk about this final. For anyone who wanted to look at it from a medical standpoint. <laughs> All right. Last last two things. We're going to talk about uh, the final scene with Holly and the scratch. But before then, I want to talk about the, the women of the show. That they seem to have a lot of time. Uh, when, not, not Holly, sorry. I'm talking about the mothers. I don't like that his wife wasn't a part of them finding Cuckoo. I do feel like it was kind of a drop ball that they have her interact with Cuckoo and not go on yeah. some sort of excursion. I don't yeah. know what... I, I don't think I would have wanted her out there in the middle of gunfire, but maybe have Mm-mm. her stay at the hotel and maybe look out. I, f- I feel like they were just left out of the mix. Stay at the house, and then if we're not back by tomorrow morning, come look for us. Well, she was at the house. No, no, no. The house in Tennessee where they were. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just thought that Terry's wife maybe deserved a little bit more of an explanation. Yeah. And she did say to her, I think, don't talk about cuckoos. Don't talk about, you know, what, what actually happened. Because I think Terry's wife had to cover it up as well. Hmm? Cover what up? Cover up the fact that there's a cuckoo. Why? I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that part. Well, immediately after the the thing, uh, she and Terry's wife, I believe, are having a conversation about don't talk about cuckoos, don't talk about any of that, and they have some sort of resolute ending. I, I remember the resolute ending, but I don't remember her saying don't talk about it. I remember her saying, like, you know, even if I don't believe in it, or even if I don't want to talk about it or believe in it, My- I respect your beliefs or i expect what you know you th- i don't know right and and that's what i i just feel like for the f- i don't know i feel like they were coming together to to really resolve something and i feel like we were left dangling yeah this whole there that's not in here what the scene you're looking for with the that's not in here yeah no it's not don't talk about a cuckoo yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, well then I missed a lot more than you showed me. 
Well, this is just the very end when, when the ladies... Yeah, I didn't see this. All right, well... The, the conversation I'm thinking of is when Terry's wife shows up at Ralph's door, and when the door opens, she goes, I should have called. <laughs> <laughs> I should have... <laughs> yeah. So uh, I haven't seen any of this. I didn't see this stuff. Uh, well, it, it's just them, like, uh, talking about what didn't actually happen. Damn, I fell asleep. Yeah, but... <laughs> You really didn't miss much. They just essentially don't tell anybody about Takuko. Why? Because they don't... Well, it's They find that it's going to be too hard to explain. See, I wanted this to be... I wanted this to end with all these people having... Either not getting justification or coming to grasps with this thing is real. That's what I wanted. Either you can believe in it and grasp it, or you can sit with your thoughts and not want to believe it, and oh well. I mean, that's... Essentially, that's sort of what they did. The thing is, they didn't publicize it. Yeah. And so... If I was Terry's wife, I wouldn't give a dang what anyone found out or didn't find out. I would be like, hey, um, so since you know something... You need to get all of this stuff about my husband killing a child, like, out of sight. Yeah, yeah they, they did. They did? Yeah. Oh. And and that's what the uh, the final scene with Holly is looking at, um, an article of oh, okay. Terry and everything. I, I think he's exonerated and from that. Oh, okay. And uh, I think the district attorney or whatever, the guy of the Justice Department, mm-hmm. it, um... He's part of that squad, too. I just very much feel like the Terry aspect. Of, I, I think my ultimate grasp is that Terry feels like a forgotten plot line. It doesn't feel connected for me to Kuko enough because yeah. Kuko has gone through so many other families. Well, Kuko killed a lot of those families and he didn't kill Terry. A gunshot killed Terry. He just witnessed it. I mean, Cuckoo was there when he died, but I wonder if Cuckoo the, didn't kill him. I wonder if Cuckoo caused the son to kill him. Mm-mm. That kid killed Terry because of grief. of his mom. But we know that Cuckoo was there. We know Cuckoo was there, but Cuckoo at no point did we see Cuckoo uh, have any kind of contact or like Control. entity over that kid. Yeah, I'm just saying there's a possibility. And this, and this is when they're talking about exonerating um, Terry. And so, I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's so many other cases that we had to go through to find out the resolution to Terry's case that Terry's almost feels like a second thought or a last thought. Um, you know, because we're... Cause we're I don't even feel like I saw a picture of Jason Bateman in the last three episodes besides the last scene. Mm-hmm. And there's actually an, uh, a scene between Ralph and Holly, and she's like, I'm, this might have been when you fell asleep. She's like, you know, how did you, I don't remember he says, you know, how did you know what it was or something like that? And she's like, because... I'm an outsider, and he's an outsider. Who said this? Um, 
Holly said this to mm-hmm. Ralph, and he, Ralph is like, "Well, are there any more of them out there?" Mm-hmm. And Holly gives this like shrug mm-hmm. and walks out of his house. Yeah. And so that's how they kind of leave that. One thing I don't feel like they established Holly an, as a antisocial individual. She's definitely weird, and she's definitely got these weird proclivities. She's not antisocial, though. Yeah, I didn't feel like she was antisocial. I mean, she had Mm-mm. Andy, and yeah. and she's very much inducted in the gang. It's not like she just needed alone time. Yeah. Um, and she had some pretty traumatizing upbringing. Um, things happened to her. So, um, yeah, I think my biggest critique is that the, the Maitland family feels kind of like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel 100% connected to the plot line of Cuckoo. Yeah, no. I don't think so either. And, uh, you know, that's... It, it's not a, 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 in a way that it takes me out of the 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 enjoyment of the... I keep saying... I keep thinking of the movie, the miniseries. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. What else do we got? Holly. She scratched. When the hell did she never came in contact with Cuco? So, is that scratch? Uh, that scratch is. Identical. I mean, I guess it could have been from the rocks. Everyone I've heard is saying the rocks, or well, she's then Cuco. she wouldn't. If the if a rock scratched her, then she wouldn't have. She wouldn't be turning into anything. Um, yeah, I mean, the rock isn't going to do anything, but the thing is. Uh, Oh, this is when she's talking about. A man knows a man. Oh, oh, an outsider knows an outsider. That's what she says. Um. Yeah, so two things. One, if she is scratched, is El Cuco dead? Because she's having flashes of Jack in her bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you don't want flashes of Jack in your bathroom. No. Um, but i mean before all of this stuff with cuckoo even happened before she came in contact with cuckoo jack was trying to kill her right she's just got a little bit of ptsd that would make sense i would probably see him in jack too Mm -hmm. but also um she was also having contact with people that had passed on i think her grandmother she saw her in one of the episodes Mm -hmm. see i don't get that she's given like a sneaky like i'm i'm cuckoo shrug that looked to me like a a genuine like a genuine i'm glad you're asking i'm glad you're opening your mind kind of thing yeah is yeah. what i got from that i did too if there's if there's no uh uh you know ending scene what is it called mid-credit scene mm-hmm. then i would have said yeah she's not she never got scratched nothing yeah. ever happened it's just they added that at the very end um you know, and it doesn't bother he me. He also had a scratch on his face, though. Ralph, just now. Yeah. That's got to be, no, the scratch on her arm's got to be from the rocks. Because El Cuco never touched, he never got close enough to touch her. That's what I was thinking. They never got in because contact. Because he shot her. I oh, mean, he sh- shot no, him. No, no, no. What? El Cuco never got in contact, but Clyde did. He shot him. He didn't touch him. But Clyde was being helped out by Holly. Okay. And we know Cuckoo is still alive. What are you talking about? In the cave. No, the person who is Cuckoo has to scratch you. 
not the person who they like they think is Kuko. No, the person who is yeah. Kuko has to scratch you or the or uh the, so the, the real person has the, to scratch you. Kuko. Okay, okay. Not the person that he turned into. Cuz I'm trying to think if Kuko was the one in the strip club that sh- that scratched That was Kuko. Okay, so that was Kuko. Mhm. And cuz Terry was somewhere. The real Terry was somewhere else. Yeah. So the Kuko or so Kuko has to scratch you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I it would bug me to see that Holly is um evil. Yeah. Which turn yeah. It would make or not evil, but you know, just under the possession of it, because um, she looks to see if she has the the thing on her neck, and she doesn't. So that's good to see. Anything else you want to add to this podcast? I did see that that last scene of her twirling her hair is uh, shown in reverse. I know some people. I thought that yeah. It I looked thought weird. so for a second. I was like that just went backwards. Yeah, I. I I didn't notice it originally watching it. It was a podcast that pointed it out, so... It does. Looks like it goes in reverse. Well, her hair is, like, dropped, and it goes back in her hand or something. Something like that. At one point. So... I thought I I seen it, but then I was like, maybe I didn't. But, yeah, yeah, I I definitely thought her hair, the twirling went in reverse for a second. Yeah, it definitely did. Why would they do that? Sometimes it's uh, shots are done in reverse, and you got to just have a keen eye to do that. Otherwise, something funky's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. We've covered season one of uh, The Outsider. I definitely want to check out a season two if we get some of these uh, fine actors back. Yeah, especially Holly. Yeah, we have to have Holly. Bring me some more Holly. 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 Alright. Check out the social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, PayPal, dot me slash Luggedout Podcast. The Luggedout Podcast for uh, all donations. Links are down below. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining me or just jumping on in. Thanks for having me. Alright, everybody. For more Luggedout Podcast, you know, check out SoundCloud, Luggedout Podcast, and. Take it easy. This music looks like a really big deal. Then you're a danger to everyone else. When I was a kid, I didn't believe in anything. Not God, not the devil. But now I believe. There's something else out there. It was worse than I ever imagined.